And welcome on in, everybody, to the Check Your Brain podcast. Thank you for listening, whether you're listening on Patreon or for free, which you get every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. But Patreon, this goes up a couple of days early, sometimes a couple of weeks, maybe a month early. Hi, everybody. It's Tony Mazer with the Check Your Brain podcast. And my guest this week, because it is January, a lot of people decide they want to do some New Year's resolutions of getting themselves back in shape, or they want to start exercising, they want to eat better. And then usually they always say about Martin Luther King Day, about two, three weeks in, the regiment, you went a couple of times and you made an excuse, maybe you didn't feel well, whatever it is, and then you stop going. So a lot of gym memberships kind of, uh, you know, I think that's how gyms ended up making a lot of money anyways, is that everybody goes in on January 1st in the first couple of days, and then they just keep your gym membership. And you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot. I have a gym membership. I should probably use that at some point. Oh, Gee, it's September and I haven't gone back since January. So my goal in this podcast is to try to get people off the couch and get exercise and get eating better, including myself, who is doing day one of a juice cleanse. Let's see, this one is, I have to drink eight juices today. And first one is, it's called the Elixir Shot. It has apple, wheatgrass, apple, wheatgrass, lemon, parsley, and ginger. So that's what's going to start my day. Well, somebody who's going, going to help me through the process and hopefully help you is Angela Riley. She's done podcasts. She's a photographer. And as you see, if you're watching on the YouTube page or if you're watching on Patreon, her progress picture. And you want to talk about a progress picture. Some people, it's like the Alex Jones thing where Alex has his shirt off and the next picture, it looks like the exact same photo, just him a little more tan. <laughs> Others, it's they actually really, and this is one of those, it looks like one of those commercials, those infomercials, like, I tried this diet and I lost 75 pounds. And look at me and you're like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, how much stomach stapling? How much did you get? No, this girl worked at it. And I've admired her through Instagram looking at what she was able to do and figuring out what she needed to do for several years now. And I'm really happy for her and I'm happy that she's on this podcast today. So Angela, welcome to the Check Your Brain podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So well, I'm sharing the uh, the uh, Instagram page, which your Instagram is AR underscore fitness 78. Yes, yeah, super and, original, I know. <laughs> so you, you posted this, this back in November, but this was, uh, what is this, three years apart, right? Uh, yeah, so the the left photo, um, I believe, is um, like 2019. I don't know the exact month. And then um, the right one was actually the, the day of my last competition, October 1st of um, 2022. Wow. That's why I have that... Um, beautiful uh brown <laughs> orangey uh tan going on there the maple syrup tan yes yeah it's awful so um, it, but like in that picture though because i i remember you they you would be on compound media and they would show the camera and you would be sitting there with stacy pressman and gino visconti and everything and you know you were like you considered yourself a big gal Yes. Uh, but were you always, was this always a situation for you? Did you always have a problem with weight? Uh, what, what, what was your story with this? Well, first off, I didn't just consider myself a big gal. I'm pretty sure everyone considered me a big gal. Um, because I was, uh, I clocked in at about two 30 at my heaviest. Um, and no, it wasn't always. Um, so basically my whole life. Okay. I was always like, I guess the chunkier kind of, you know, kid and girl, even in high school, when I felt like I was big, um, I wasn't necessarily, uh, 
like huge, but I was never fit girl. I was Mm -hmm. never, um, except for, for a brief time, a brief period in my twenties when I had gotten a trainer and I lost like 30 some pounds or whatever. And that didn't last very long, but generally speaking, I was always a little bit more on the chubbier or curvier side, but never like a huge girl, um, until my thirties. And a lot of women can relate, uh, you know, every so many years, especially when you hit your thirties, then when you hit your forties, we kind of like probably the same with men. I don't really know. I'm not a man, but, um, things get harder, you know, your metabolism kind of slows down and, you know, you put on the weight even easier, um, as we age. So my thirties, I was, uh, in a horrible relationship with a horrible person and, um, for some reason, I just allowed myself to like get into that victim-y kind of situation, which I never thought I would ever do. And um, I was depressed. And so I just would eat and eat and whatever. And then he would uh, criticize me, you know, call me fat and in front of everyone, you know, you know, fun stuff like that, like, um, which of course fueled it even more. Um, and it just spiraled out of control. And I remember going to the doctors, I had went to the doctor, um, in the beginning of the year. And then the the following year, I was like, literally like a year apart. I went back to my doctor and I had gained like 60 pounds in the year. And he's like, did you like have a kid or something? And I'm like, no. And he's like, how, how did you gain 60 pounds in a year? I'm like, I don't know. I like food. So anyway, um, basically my entire thirties and the very beginning of my forties were spent being, I guess you would all, almost consider me like morbidly obese. If you go by the whole chart and everything, you know, I was, uh, I was 230 pounds. Um, and yeah, so that's basically how, how it went. Um, and was it, was there a bottom out point? Was there a point where you just said, look, I I can't keep this weight on and I have to stick to it because I'm sure over the years you're like, no, I need a good weight loss regimen. I need to do this. Maybe lost a couple of pounds, but either it wasn't enough or you needed to, you know, you needed something more. You need to stay true to it. What was the point where you said, no, I have to do this. So here's here. Okay. So here, I'm glad you said the whole, like lose a couple pounds and then that kind of thing, because, um, it, I even throughout like the whole gaining of, you know, a hundred pounds or whatever I was, um, I went to the gym. I was running half marathons at 230 pounds, not fast. I was one of the slowest people in the half marathon, but like, um, I, I always tried, you know what I mean? I tried, but I, 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 I would have little successes, like you said, and then, and then fail again. Um, but the, the real, um, low point or what kind of like really kickstarted the whole weight loss thing. And I just kept going with it was, um, I, we, uh, when I did a a podcast with, uh, Stacey Pressman, we had a co-host and he was my um, boyfriend and, um, I had caught him in bed with his, um, super thin blonde girlfriend. Now I was 230 pounds again. Um, so I was a big girl and I'm sitting there and she's like, you know, not leaving. And it was like the most awkward situation of my life. It was like six hours of like just humiliation. And, you know, she's hugging me like, how could you do this to her? And I'm crying. And I had a white t-shirt on at the time. And I remember looking down and there was like, I don't know where it came from, but there was like a stain on my shirt. And I was just like fat and being cheated on and just, and I was like, oh my God, 
this has got to be the most embarrassing, like depressing, humiliating thing ever. Like I never thought like you hear about people, oh, I called him in bed with somebody or whatever, but like, I, I, I never knew anybody that actually physically called somebody in bed. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like that girl. So I had already had a trainer and was trying unsuccessfully. Um, but then at that point I was like, uh, no, I'm done. Like I am done. So, um, and then luckily my gym right at that time. So, so that happened in March of, um, 2019, March of 2019 is when I caught him March 5th to be exact. And then, um, April, I think it was by April, they started a weight loss competition at the gym that I went to. And my trainer's like, you should sign up for it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like I've never competed in anything really. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not my thing. And he's like, just sign up for it, sign up for it. And then I signed up for it. And then suddenly I was like, I want to win. I want to win. And I was like going to the gym and I'm doing like two, two a day, you know, cardio and stuff like that. Just trying to really win. And I ended up getting second place. And I think I might've lost like 20 pounds and it was an eight week, you know, uh, eight week transformation thing. And then they had another one, like two weeks later, signed up for that one. Then they had a third one. I signed up for that one. Then they had a fourth one, which was set to end right when, um, the, 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 the whole lockdown from, uh, the quarantine, Mm -hmm. you know, pan, you know, COVID and everything, it was supposed to end in April of 2020. Right. Am I saying that right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. April of 2020. And of course the gyms all shut down like the end of March. So, um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what uh, started it. I was, um, I just kept doing these competitions, dropping the weight, dropping the weight. Um, and then when the, the pandemic happened, I, um, I got nervous. I got really nervous. I got the, like depressed for a minute and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to fall back because at this time, at this point I was using these competitions to like, keep me in line. You know what I mean? Like I knew that if I fell off track for a week or two, I was starting another competition. Um, so I would, you know, get back on track. Um, and then I just was like, no, you can't, you cannot do this. So, um, the office that I work at, we had like a little dance studio and I just started going to the dance studio every day during quarantine and stuff. And I was, um, working out by myself and I was bringing friends along. And the next thing, you know, we were doing like a boot camp outside in the parking lot with like, you know, 15 people meeting us every week or, you know, multiple times a week, we were setting up little stations. It was minimal. We had no equipment. And I don't know if anybody tried to order any gym stuff during the quarantine or, you know, the lockdown and stuff, it was impossible. Like a dumbbell might cost you like three or four times what it would normally cost you. And you, and you couldn't even get them. So we had really limited stuff, but we were just making it work. Um, I would come here, uh, with, a with a guy that I was kind of seeing at the time. Uh, well, I mean, he, he ended up being my boyfriend, but at the time we were just newly dating. We would come here, we would jog, we would set up things, whatever. So any, anyway, the point is like, I found a way to make it happen because I knew that if I didn't, it was going to just, you know, spiral back out of control. Um, so, well, so basically you did this because there was a trauma that there was something that ended up happening, uh, in triggering depression, because a lot of people, they just need that motivation and their motivation isn't 
hey, I got to get in shape for a wedding or, hey, I've got this, this and this. Like there's always like a positive, whether it's you, you get in shape for a wedding or I get to get in shape. Otherwise, I die. Right. Like there's I think most people fall into the category of, you know, I just I just can't I can't go. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not motivated. I feel embarrassed. Uh, I see all these fit people and girls in yoga pants and the guys wearing the muscle shirts. And here I am. I'm wearing a, you know, a, like a, just a racing t-shirt and I'm dumpy and everything like that. And to be honest, the gym community, and, and you know, this is way more accepting than people think. They think it's just a bunch of lugs over there. Just like, oh, look at my muscles. It's like, no, when it doesn't matter what size you are, it's a very appreciative community of people saying, if, as long as you come here, you look, if you bring your tablet and you watch Netflix, as long as you're doing something here and mm-hmm. it's a very, uh, um, a helpful community that uh, that I think a lot of people are really intimidated by. Yeah. When I was um, my heaviest and obviously like I was embarrassed to go there. Um, I always felt like the big, when the, the, the photo you just had up, like me um, on uh, doing like shows at compound <laughs> media with you know, all of the thin girls, the thin comedian girls and everything. I always felt like the biggest girl in the room. I always felt that way amongst all my friends, even, you know, and it was the same with going to the gym, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm doing it, you know? And, and if I'm going to be the fattest girl in the room right now, like in the gym, I'm going to be the one that everybody cannot deny is working the hardest Mm -hmm. because even if I'm the biggest, you can't say, Oh, look at that. You know, look at that piece of crap just sitting over there, taking up space on the machine, just chatting away on her phone. No, I was in there running back and forth, doing sprints and shuffles. And, you know, with my trainer yelling across the gym, getting, you know, all kinds of attention to me, like, let's go, you know, like a crazy person. And and next thing you know, everybody's coming up to me like, oh, my God, like, I, I can't believe how fast you're going. I can't believe how hard you're working. And then as the weight was coming off, like, you're doing so good. They were so, um, supportive so supportive and that was another thing when I when the gyms closed down and I was like oh my god I'm like losing all of my people that every day were like motivating me because it gets addicting when you have people telling you like you're killing it I wish I had your energy I wish I had your strength I wish I had your this and that and then when you start losing or you know when you don't have those those things I think the I think though the um the the lockdown actually helped me because suddenly I realized I've got to now figure out how to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. I've got to figure out how to um, succeed when I don't have someone that I'm paying to yell at me and make sure I'm doing things when I don't have all the people complimenting me at the gym and stuff like that. And I started reading, I was like reading tons of things and trying to figure out workouts that might work best for me. And then, um, you know, what to eat. And that's kind of when I started getting obsessed with the whole thought of maybe doing like a fitness competition because those were the people that I were fo- I was following, like, you know, a bodybuilding type competition or whatever. Those were the people I was following for like motivation and tips and stuff like that. And then it started getting me like, wow, I wonder if I could do this someday. So, um, yeah. So bottom line to go back to like what you said, it's scary. Yeah. But what's, what's worse? Like we're walking around, um, embarrassed in our own skin every day anyway. Yeah. We're used to that feeling. So just go there. The people are going to um, 
respect you that you're trying to do something about it. And if they don't respect you, screw them. It's not about them. It's about doing what you've got to do to feel good about yourself and to live like a, a, a healthy life. Well, and, the, and that brings me to my next thing is the healthy lifestyle is for me personally, I've been really like I've never been overweight. I mean, I guess if you want to talk about the BPI thing, you know, where they say like somebody's morbidly obese, you're like, uh, I'm pretty I could see ribs right now and I could see abs. You're going to say I'm overweight and obese, but whatever. Um I was uh, I was always a skinny kid and I would play baseball. I hated lifting weights when I was a kid and even in high school. And, you know, as, as I get to a point where I'm, I'm like, Man, if I would have lifted weights, I would have had more scholarships and playing baseball, may have gotten drafted in the minor leagues. Instead, I threw my arm out and I'm like, well, I got to do something. I get got to get into radio. I got to get in my whatever I'm passionate about. Um, so my aunt was a personal trainer. And she was putting out these videos with the class. So it was like it was like watching the old uh, Jane Fonda videos and you'd have the class there. And it was a weightlifting class. And the weights were, I think, like 20 pounds. It was like a 20, it was like a five pound barbell. And, you know, you had like a couple of weights on the side. And you're like, oh, this is going to be easy. And you would do it coordinated to music. And I remember it was uh, listen to the music by Doobie Brothers. So it was like, oh, uh, listen to the music. Like one, <laughs> two, three, four, one, two two, three, four. And they're like, oh, this is going to be easy. And I couldn't lift my arms. I felt like John McCain afterward. It was so bad. I'm like, I need to get in shape. And so I started doing that and you start getting addicted. And I remember the first time I went to the gym, I was doing a, an ab exercise and I had a sleeveless shirt on and I saw the power vein for the mm -hmm. first time. I'm like, uh oh, mm -hmm. I think we're going to have to keep coming back here. So my problem has never been going to the gym. I love going to the gym. Uh, I love lifting. I love as much as I can running uh, the cardio. I, I, I have to do it, uh, the abs. But that's my problem is I like to eat. I like to eat. I like to drink booze. And that's the problem. That's been my problem for a long time. And I think it's a lot of problem for a lot of people is that if they're not seeing the proper results, it's because of nutrition. And you, know, you could talk to different people and nutrition specialists that say, it's 80% diet, 20% exercise. Some will say 90% diet. Others will say 50-50. What would you say is a good balance? Because I'm somebody that where I, I used to go to an LA fitness. And when I was living on my own and I didn't have any, didn't really didn't have any money and I can't cook. That was my other big thing. Mm -hmm. So I walk out of an LA fitness and I look around, I'm like, there's a Chipotle over there, Panda Express there. There's this, this, this. I'm so distracted that I want to go and get like this massive Chipotle burrito, completely ruin my workout, but it fills me up. So my big thing is it's not so much the intimidation going to the gym. It's what do I need to do to cut the calories in order to see those results? And uh, what is your balance? So, okay. Uh, mine, uh, yes, you're. I went to the gym as a big girl. And I never could lose or lose um, enough or lose and maintain, you know, keep it off. So it wasn't until I changed how I ate completely that that happened. Um, my diet now is not one that is normal for uh, a normal person um, because I do the whole like um, competing thing now. So clearly, like that's not like a normal balanced lifestyle. I can't say enough and I don't get any endorsements for this and it costs nothing. So there's no reason for me to say this, except for the fact that I 100% believe it. The easiest tool that we could all use um, 
when you're starting to lose weight, or even if you want to maintain your weight or whatever is the, my fitness pal app you plug in. Okay. So like, let's say you don't want to completely take all the things you love out of your diet, right? You put in your weight, you put in like how active you are, whatever. Um, I don't even like track my calories and like take away my cardio calories or anything like that from it. I simply use it to accurately track my food and stay in my calories that they give me for the day. So if you want to lose weight, it allows you to type in up to two pounds a week. So you could do a half a pound a week, a pound, pound and a half, two pounds, right? You put in your weight, you put in your age and all that kind of stuff. And then every single thing you eat, you put it in there. And people are like, oh, that sounds so hard and stuff. Well, it's not that hard because if you want to pay for the upgraded one, then you can actually scan barcodes. You've got to start paying attention to portions servings. That's one of the things that kills it. I never really thought about it. Like, uh, for instance, we were talking about cereal earlier, right? Okay. We eat a bowl of cereal. We eat a bowl of cereal, right? Well, um, you know, the standard sugary kid cereal is usually around 160 calories per serving. A serving a lot of times is not even a full cup. It's like a quarter cup. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Three quarters of a cup, maybe a cup of cereal, right? We're eating a bowl. So yeah. right there, you just blew it out of the water. Like, and you're in your brain, you're thinking like, yeah, I just had a little bit of cereal, like maybe, you know, 200. Doesn't even fill me up. I'm getting another bowl. Yeah. Um, so that's the biggest problem is we do not pay attention to the labels and actual portion sizes and stuff like that. So with the, my fitness pal thing, it really started, I can almost like spout out like the amount of calories on like so many things because I've like just been tracking and stuff. You just start putting everything you eat in there. And it a starts um, helping you keep track so that you can maintain or stay in that calorie um, uh, range that you need to be in, in order to lose. But it also starts to make you really aware of what you're doing and what you're eating. So like if you're at work and there's a, a bowl of a a bowl of candy there, and every time you walk by it, you don't even think of it, you grab a little piece, right? Well, at the end of the day, you may have had two, three, 400 calories worth of candy, like without even thinking because you're just mindlessly popping things into your mouth. Um, so it's just, we got to really, you got to become more aware of what you're eating. And the other thing is, is you got to be okay with um, a little bit of like boringness sometimes. <laughs> like uh, I saw, I saw, I think it was like Dr. Phil one time. He said something like, you got to live to eat, not eat to live. So yes, we, uh, oh, and my, my trainer, the trainer that I had not that long ago, um, I had said something like, well, don't I get a cheat meal or something? And this was after I had lost the weight and I'm trying to prep for a competition and everything. I'm like, don't I get a cheat meal? And she's like, your whole effing life's been nothing but a cheat meal. <laughs> it's been one big fat cheat meal. And I'm like, oh, I guess she had, she's like, what do you need to eat this week that you haven't already been eating your whole life? what are you missing out on? You know, what I mean? like, we're not, but we're not really missing out on. And half the time, like, I don't know about you, but sometimes like when I'm real good and real strict and, and stuff. And then I'm like, Oh, like for some reason I love Burger King breakfast. Okay. So like, I'll be like, Oh, I am going to go get me some Burger King breakfast. I remember like my post show, my first show, I was like, all right, you're going to go off the rails for like a week or whatever. You're going to eat whatever you want. And I wanted pizza. I wanted Burger King breakfast. Every freaking thing I had did not even taste as good as I thought it did. I'm like, 
I, and I was so mad afterwards. And then I was like, well, I got to get another one. Cause that wasn't even satisfying. So must've been something wrong with that pizza. Got to get another pizza. Got to get another dirty, you know, breakfast sandwich or whatever. And then, you know, weeks later, I'm like packing on the pounds and I'm not even that happy. It's not like I had anything that was like so amazing and like nothing I'd ever have before. You truly felt the feeling of an empty calorie. Yeah, it was like this is this was not even worth it at the time. It's like a temporary like you're like, ah, you know, for a second, but it's never really worth it. But so anyway, but if you want to live just a normal lifestyle, like obviously we need to have nights where we can go out and drink. We need to have nights where we can, uh, you know, have great, you know, fun food or desserts or whatever. So but if you track everything on that, my uh, my fitness power or by yourself or whatever. Start meal prepping, packing your food. making a plan for the day, because that's the other thing. If you don't make a plan, as soon as the hunger hits, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? You're not going to go find that healthy choice. You're just going to grab whatever it is that you can, what you can get your hands on the quickest. And um, so you just, you you gotta, you you gotta be okay with living a little bit of a boring life, maybe Monday through Friday. And then, you know, having some fun on the weekend or whatever. So the other big thing that I always think about when people want to get healthy and you hear about world hunger and it's not a political thing, but you hear about world hunger. But a lot of the world is is not hungry anymore. We've actually done a very good job of uh, getting people the opportunity to eat in a very inexpensive way. The problem is America is one of the first if, you know, I think the original country where our most unhealthy are also like completely obese because you know it used to be like oh i'm starving i would love to have a hamburger that'd be great instead you can go to mcdonald's and burger king for a dollar and fill up you can have a family of four fill your family up on 20 bucks Mm. but it's not healthy it's not good for you so then you go over to whole foods and you go and shop for kale you get uh, some carrot juice you get this this and this you realize you racked up a 300 dollars bill i mean this juice cleanse that i'm on right now it's a three day. It's a seventy two uh, hour juice cleanse, one hundred sixty five dollars, just to try to cleanse out and just get healthy. But I think that's one thing a lot of people start to when they look at their prices and they look at their bank account, cannot afford to eat healthy. Like okay, yeah, you can go to the store, get some bananas, get some apples, get everything. But if you really want to get to that next level, I think a lot of people are concerned because they go to a GNC, they go to a vitamin shop, and they're like. I can't afford any of this. I can't afford to go to Whole Foods. I have to get the calories. I have to get, you know, my my pre-workout meal is a coffee cake instead of something that's actually going to help me burn some of those calories and then have a protein that's going to help me replenish and help me uh, build up my muscle. Instead, it's like, I guess I'm going to have some pasta or some ramen that does nothing for you. So I think that's a, a, a problem a lot of people go through is that they can't afford a healthier lifestyle, literally. True and false. It is way more expensive to try to buy like a bunch of healthy stuff. And if you're trying to buy protein powders and stuff like that, like they have skyrocketed even in the last, just the few years that I've been like into it. You know what I mean? Like a a tub of protein that I used to get, I think it was like maybe 49.99 or 50 some is now like 79.99. It's insane. Right. But like, and well, well, this is kind of a bad example now too. I was going to say eggs, but now eggs are going up. But all of our food is going up right now, though. Period. But like, you can get chicken, you can get you know a bunch of protein and some bags of frozen vegetables. Like, I think a lot of 
times people want this like insane variety in their diet. Well, the cheapest way to, to do it is you, you say to yourself, um, all right, this week for lunch, I'm doing a ground Turkey and I'm going to put a little taco seasoning on it. And then I'll cut up some green peppers and onions and I'll make like a little taco bowl, but you're not going to include the sour cream and the cheese, of course, because that's not going to be healthy, but you know, you know, maybe some little tomatoes or whatever. And then you just buy a bunch of Turkey meat, some red peppers, some onions, you call it a day. That's your lunch for the week. Breakfast. I I've been doing, um, I've been making these like egg cup things are so good. Oh my God. So I don't know if you've ever made it. You just take like a little muffin tin and you, you know, grease it up. You put some egg whites in there. You put your, well, first you put your veggies you want in there. You put, and if you want any meat in there, like, you know, turkey bacon, turkey sausage or something. And then you put your egg whites in there. It's banging. You've put it in the oven, cook it. You've got these little like egg cups that last you throughout the whole entire week. You can pop them in the freezer even. Um, So basically uh, where there's a will, there's a way. You just have to figure it out. The thing is, is we make excuses. I've done it. We all do it. Oh, you know, it's so expensive. It's just cheaper to get this. Oh, I don't have enough time to meal prep. Oh, I don't have enough time to go to the gym. I don't have, well, we have enough time to, you know, go buy all the unhealthy food. We have enough time to watch TV. We have enough time to do all of these other things. If it's important to you, you will make the time. It's about being disciplined. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, look, I I work a lot of hours and I try to fit the gym in like uh, probably not today because I'm doing the juice cleanse. It's probably not a good idea to uh, completely (laughs) go on an empty stomach because I'm one of those guys that when I go to the gym and if I had, let's say I had a potato or something, just using an example. And then half hour in, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I, where is where are those Tootsie Rolls right now at Planet Fitness? Because I could go, I could smash a whole freaking bag of Tootsie Rolls right now because I'm so hungry. So I think that's, uh, it, it's finding a good balance because not everybody is going to do the exact same thing. I know a lot of people who go to the gym on an empty stomach. I cannot. Mm-hmm. I, if I go to the gym on an empty stomach, I am done in 20 minutes. I have yeah. to have at least something and something substantial in mm-hmm. my system in order to burn that off. Uh, and then the post-workout nutrition is huge too. Because mm-hmm. whether it's protein, whether you're having a protein drink or having, you know, chicken, you're having turkey, like you said, or some or some people will go like what I would be tempted to do and say, like, well, look, I had a great workout. I'm gonna reward myself by drinking a craft beer or getting like a big sandwich or a burrito. And you say, you so again, you just wiped out your workout. Um you know, so it's it's all about maintaining that discipline right now. Yeah. And look, we're not going to be perfect in the beginning. You know, when you're learning, you're you're I always tell people this. Start out making small goal or s- small changes every week. You don't go into the gym and do for your day one. Go to the gym, stay there for two hours, completely revamp your entire meals, like your whole life, the way you're eating, get rid of the booze, only drinking water, healthiest food on earth. And bam, you're going to give up probably within a day or two because you're going to be like, this shit, oh, sorry. This, no, you can curse. <laughs> this, this shit is so, this is impossible. Like it's too much. You know what I mean? Um, and then, And then we quit because it's too hard to do. But if you start making little changes weekly, all right, this week I'm done with the soda and I'm going to make sure I get into the gym four days this week for at least 30 minutes. Next week, 
uh, I'm taking out, you know, some of the carbs that I have that I shouldn't be having. And I'm going to make sure I get to the gym five days this week for 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Just gradually make changes and get your body accustomed to these changes so that you're not like killing yourself immediately and then giving up. Um, but the bottom line is this really the bottom line is this, like you, you just have to want to do it. I can't give you the tips to do it. I can help. You know what I mean? You can help. We can motivate people there. You never know who's going to see what you're doing and say, oh, wow, well, they did it. So maybe I can do it. So I'm not saying like, oh, forget you. I'm not trying to help you. But I can never, I have people reach out to me all the time. Still, they reach out to me. And there's people that have reached out to me numerous times and they don't make any changes. I can't. So it's like you give them all the advice that you can, you give them all the knowledge that you can and stuff. But until the day that they just are done and tired of it, they, they won't do it. And that's, that's the sad part is like, you know, we can't, we can't will people to, you know, want to make the the healthy changes. And I get it. It's freaking hard. Food is good. Food is awesome. Mm -hmm. I still struggle on a regular basis with my, um, with my, weight and what I eat and stuff. What's your, what's your vice? What's something that when you smell it, you're like, uh Oh, look, I'm preparing for a competition. I have this going on, but I smell that. And I, I, I want that in my stomach right now. So it's so weird because I was always like a chips person, like potato chips. And then like, I love like pepperoni and cheese. That's my, that's my shit. I don't know why. Like, I just love pepperoni and cheese, but I was more of a salty person. Yes. I like sweets too, but like I could turn down cake and stuff like that. After my first competition though, like, I think because all the sugar was like taken out of my diet, um, now, and this is going, you know, I started in, uh, whatever, preparing for my competition, January of, uh, 2021. So from since 2021, now I cannot say no. I'm, well, I do, but like sugar in general, any kind of desserts or anything like that are like brutal for me to say no to. And it's so weird because that never used to be the, I'll walk by, we have bowls of like mini bags of chips right now, like tons of them at work. I walk by them every day. Don't care. Put a cookie in front of my ass. Oh, forget about it. Like, it's like, literally, I feel like a junkie and you got the needle right there. And I'm just like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. I want it so bad. Like it's really, it, it, it becomes, it's strange how hard it is to, to turn things down. Um, but like when you're trying to just maintain a healthy lifestyle, you don't have to turn everything down, but if you eat that cookie, you better remember you ate that cookie and you know, make adjustments throughout your day. Don't eat 25 of them. And, you know, it's, it's all about balance really. Yeah. That's, you know what it comes down to. That's what I did. Uh, so last couple of years, uh, you know, again, I, I've never been overweight, but I've been more than I wanted to. I wanted to maintain if I could get to about back to 200. Cause my whole thing is that I, I it's muscle. It's like, I put on a lot of muscle. It's just, I would love to have a six pack of abs. It's just, I like going, you know, I, I, I like fries. I'm a big fry guy. I'm a, uh, my thing is that is when, but when I lose weight and when I'm on a weight loss thing, I also get into sugar. It's a, I will go and get a, like an energy drink. I'll get uh, what, you know, the C4 at the gas station. We've and I look over talks about energy drinks and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All, all our DMS about the, the, you know, I I'm looking at them right now, but I'm not going to drink them right now, but the smarties, uh, what is it? Rice or Reese or whatever that is. 
uh, rise, energy. I guess, right? Yeah. Rise? Rise, yeah, R-Y-S-E. Yeah. Um, but C4 or Ghost are the other ones that I usually have. And I'll be at the gas station, and then I'll look over, and I'll see a bag of Sour Patch Kids. Mm. I'm like, ah, oh, boys, that's, that sounds really good. And it does nothing for you other than just... <sighs> You know, it's it's sweet and it's tangy and you, you, you know, you I have think it. it does something. I swear to God, I feel like sugar is like as close to like I think it's like a legal drug. It has <laughs> to be the way it affects my brain and stuff sometimes like it's nuts. Like and I, I, I can binge on some sugar. But um, so like abs, that's another thing, right? Like having an actual vis- vis- visible set of abs. That is not easy to do. And that is not something that you can even keep all year round because in order to have like a six pack showing or whatever, like have your abs showing and stuff like that, you almost have to, you have to be in like a caloric deficit. Um, And it takes a very long time. So like my abs, I don't really get like a great stomach until like maybe a month out from a competition, Uh, maybe like, you know, three, four weeks out or two weeks out, whatever. And they're only there from that time until about a week or two after the competition. Get your, po- rest- your photos near right now. Exactly. <laughs> the rest of the time they're gone. But of course, you know, we live in a world where we see all the, the pictures on, you know, Instagram and stuff like that. And we're seeing a lot of the, the we recycling photos, showing the photos of us from the stage and stuff like that. And then we have these like unrealistic um, expectations of life. You cannot walk around every single day. Now you can walk around and have a nice stomach. I'm not saying your stomach has to be gigantic and sloppy, you know, all year long or anything, but like, it's not, it's, it's, I would say there's like, even if you're just a, a, a person not wanting to compete or anything like that, like there should be a, a season where you're leaner and then a season where you allow yourself to have a little bit more calories, a little bit more freedom, especially if you're someone that wants to go to the gym and build muscle and stuff like that. You are not going to build more muscle if you are super lean. You need to have a little more fuel and stuff to to build the muscle. So it's all about finding like the balance that works for you. Um, and what, and- what results you see, because like one thing that helped me and I've, I've mentioned this on a couple of podcasts, but what I did two years ago was it was, you know, we couldn't do anything for New Year's. Everything was locked down. There were curfews and everything. So 2020 into 21. And what I said was, I want to, I, I tried an experiment and it worked for me. It worked for me. Might not work for everybody is I am going to go out and get fast food. I'm going to disgust myself with the amount of fast food I'm going to eat. Because mm-hmm. I was, I was about two, I, I was at the most I ever weighed, which was about 233. And I went to um, I went to Dairy Queen. I got a treats of pizza. I went to Hardee's, got a big burger, Popeye's chicken sandwich, rallies or checkers, wherever, depending on where you're at, fries. Um, and uh, had a couple of places. And then I had like a six pack of beer and some champagne. And I got done with that. I started eating it because it became gratuitous. And then the next day when I woke up, I was looking at the damage that I created. And I'm like, I, can't, I, I th- that is so gross to think about. And it helped me all the way up until like, and I ended up losing about 15 pounds because of it. I cut the booze, cut the fast food because I created this feeling inside me of 
when I see that, I'm immediately remember to how disgusting I felt on New Year's by doing that. And I didn't drink for for almost a month until I went to uh, the Ship Bottom Brewery in uh, Beach Haven, New Jersey. Uh, and uh, we went, went to Atlantic City for the Comedians of the Compound a couple of years ago. Uh, um, but uh, were you at that one? I think I, I did go to one in Atlantic City. Did they only do one in Atlantic City? Um, they might have done two. This is that was the one in December? This was this was in January. This is in January, January where they had to carry Gino back to his Matt uh, Mead was there. You know Matt yeah. Mead. Oh yeah, that's right. Matt, Matt Mead him. was there and all of them. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I think I saw you there. Were you uh, up on the rooftop bar? I was, yes. Hanging out with Matt and them. We're like, were you in that area with them? Kind of. I was so yeah, I was, I was hanging there out with, with um I was sitting at a table with my friend with that ski mask. Col- that ski- yes mm-hmm. that guy yeah oh yeah we, that's all we, i'm gonna say about we know, him we, we know guy. about him but but that's what was interesting was that was the first weekend i started i'm like all right i'm gonna slowly start to drink but even at that time i mean both when i saw gino like say you know the only thing, word you can understand on stage began with an n and uh and he was so loaded i'm like god i don't want to do that to myself anymore right. so after that weekend i still maintained it so yeah i did get a cheesesteak at pats we drove through mm-hmm. philly went to pats got a cheesesteak but i didn't feel as right eating that stuff so you find that uh, balance for yourself but not everybody's going to do that mm-hmm. some people will have a smorgasbord a huge feast and then go yeah that was pretty good i'm going to continue doing that mm-hmm. uh so that's what i did and then last year i ended up losing I think I lost about 20 pounds and I lost that because I had an appendix removed mm. and I couldn't eat you know, bad food. I couldn't drink. So it was almost like you almost need that crutch. Like you said, a, a trauma, you walk in on right. your boyfriend with somebody else. So you need something like that. I'm not suggesting anybody do that, but it is, uh, it is Somebody a nice cheat crutch. on me, please. <laughs> exactly. Or like, I mean, think about it. People who had COVID, a lot of people, they, they don't feel like eating. They can't keep foods down, whatever. And then when they come back from it, they're like, huh, well, now that I'm healthier, maybe I should continue this lifestyle. So right. you kind of take a lot of those negatives and you turn them into positives. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as you start seeing or feeling the um, the positive things from it, like you, how you said, you see that first vein or you see that line of definition. Now, suddenly those feelings start to feel better than the feelings you get when you eat that big, big Mac or whatever, you know what I mean? You've mm-hmm. got to start to get addicted to the, the healthy feelings and stuff um, versus like that getting addicted to that temporary good high that we get from like all the food and all the nasty stuff. Um, and just remember, like, like Dr. Phil said, we, food is there for us to survive it is not what our whole life should revolve around. And like when I was prepping for competitions and stuff, I'm like, how am I even going to go out with my friends? Like, what's the point? You know, might as well not see anybody. And, um, and I'm trying to get out of that mind mind frame now because I'm like thinking because automatically if you're out with people, that means you need to be drinking and eating. Well, why can't we just be out with people talking and drinking a glass of water or some Diet Coke or whatever? Like it doesn't always have to be like life doesn't have to revolve around. I know that food is fun, but it just doesn't always have to be like what our whole entire lives revolve around. And um, once, you know, you start seeing feeling a little bit better about yourself, like there's 
no better feeling than that. Like just, just Mm. feeling better about yourself and having people come to you or look to you for advice and stuff like that. And just appreciating the, the, the progress that you've made and everything. Now, what are your thoughts on, um, intermittent fasting? So I've never done it. Um, people swear by it though. Um, and then there's, I guess there's like multiple, like, or there's like a couple different ways. Like there's some people that swear by, you know, that, you know, only eating for eight hours a day. Right. And in those eight hours, eat whatever the hell you want and you're going to lose the weight. Well, clearly I don't think that that's healthy. Okay. And, and, and maybe you might have success that way. I don't know. I don't know how, but, um, I do know a lot of people that have done that the same with like that. Um, uh, what's that keto diet, right? Mm-hmm. Like where they, you know, they're just, they're, um, but they're eating cheese all the time and like, you know, making Buffalo chicken dip with cheeses and all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, that's not, that can't be good. Um, now intermittent, intermittent fasting where you're like actually eating decent in that amount of time. I think that that's fine. Um, and a lot of times, um, that's almost similar to like, I guess, like with bodybuilding and stuff, because a lot of times we'll wake up in the morning, we won't eat anything. We have to go do our cardio and stuff like that. Then you come home, you finally have your first meal and stuff. But, um, I don't know enough about it to like, say for sure. Me personally, the diet that works the best for me is I eat like every two and a half, three hours. I'm eating all freaking day long. But what do you eat? I eat um, small, healthy meals. Um, so I will like, for instance, I had made a pot of soup that had, um, like cabbage in it, carrots, uh, ground Turkey, like little mini meatballs made out ground Turkey, but like there was no breadcrumbs in the meatballs or anything, just a little bit of seasoning and stuff. Um, big ass pot of soup. And I had that every day, um, along with, you know, I might have a little teeny salad, um, pre-workout, I might have an English muffin with a protein shake post-workout. I might do the same thing an English muffin with another protein shake. That's two meals right there. Then I'll have, you know, the soup with, um, you know, some salad or something like that for dinner. I might have some chicken with a sweet potato and, um, another vegetable, but like, you can't just have every, I I don't have every vegetable just because of some vegetables are not as good for you as others. It's good for me. Um, so I I have a lot of like, you know, the, the spinach, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, um, like the leafy greens and stuff like that. Uh, green beans, cucumbers, that kind of stuff. Um, but I eat all the time. I'm eating every couple hours. So there's no real excuse for me to be like, I'm so hungry. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm having another meal, like it, it, two hours after I just had a meal. Um, it's just, you got to figure out what works best for you. But I really do. I believe that that work, that way of eating actually works great because your body is constantly like getting revved up. You're not ever feeling like you're starving. So your body's never going into that starvation mode. The worst thing you can do is just not eat, you know, wait a million hours and then, and then eat because then your body's like kind of holding, holding on to all of that because they don't know when they're going to, you know, doesn't know when it's going to eat again. Yeah. And it depends with intermittent fasting. Like I think it can work as long as in those eight hours, you don't eat house and home. It's if mm-hmm. when you get to you're like, oh, I'm going to do 16 and eight. So 16 fast, eight eating. But if that first meal, when you start eating, 
is like going to Taco Bell and getting the crunch wrap breakfast. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, well, you just kind of erased a lot of the potential gains that you had. So you got to make sure that you have some smoked almonds. What really helped was peanuts. Peanuts are just, it's something to kind of snack upon and they don't really do too much. And especially if you eat them whole, you'll find them later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't really digest all that well. Um, so it's, it, again, it's all about finding that balance, but um and and I think and we we could wrap up the podcast here is that um they say that having a trend have a, starting a routine takes about three weeks. They say it's about twenty one days. Uh, this is human biology of about three weeks of you stay on whether it's a diet, whether it's exercise. It could be anything. It could be just doing you know some like Correct. extracurricular work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Three weeks and then you get to a point where you go, huh, okay, now I think I can do this. So it's almost like the the biggest struggle are those first couple of weeks of doing it because by the time you get to February, you're like, gosh, I'm still going to the gym. I'm eating pretty well. And then you're going to see those results come swimsuit season. And you say, wow, I actually did this. It's just a matter of trying to keep yourself disciplined those first couple of weeks. And then if you can get through that, it starts becoming very easy for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and also like fad diets, they come and go, right? Like in all fad diets, they're going to work for a minute, right? But are they maintainable or sustainable for the rest of your life? That's what you got to realize. Like, okay, keto, are you never going to eat freaking bread for the rest of your life? Because as soon as you start eating a little bread, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and, and check back on all your keto friends. I know a whole lot of keto friends that lose a ton, gain a shit ton back, lose a ton, gain a ton back. One thing I'll say is I have maintained a healthy weight for like almost three years. you got to find a balance. And also you got to quit. Now I'm going to get a little tough, right? Do you want it or not? Do you Mm -hmm. want to do it or not? Do you want to live the rest of your life making excuses for why you don't succeed because you're afraid you're going to fail? Or do you want to shut up, suck it up, get in there, make the food that you got to make that you don't feel like eating? Do the workouts that you don't feel like doing because you know you're tired of looking the way that you look or you're tired of feeling the way that it's not always about looks. Maybe you feel awful. Maybe you're just a bag of bones and you have no muscle or energy or anything like that. It's not always about physical appearance. It's also, we want to live longer and stuff. If you have children, do you want to be there for your kids? Do you want to be the best version of you? Or do you want to sit at home every day, complain, cry, make excuses for yourself, feel sorry for yourself and never change. That's what it's it's about. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of, I have a couple of friends that are extremely overweight and they have young kids. And I'm like, do you really want to not be there for your daughter's graduation or her wedding and walking your daughters down the aisle? It's like, it's kind of a good motivation for it. Um, Because I mean, how many, you know, it's like, oh, well, he was always a big guy and his heart gave out. It's like, yeah, he's a big guy, 700 pounds. And you're well on your way to doing that. So um, I, I think what it comes down to is the the fitness community is very welcoming for a lot of people. I know it gets it, it, people look at the Instagrams. They look at the girls wearing thongs and, you know, the guys are just like have muscles on muscles and it. Yeah, it gets but instead of looking to those people saying, I'll never achieve that, it's I got to use that as motivation that maybe I may not achieve that, but I want to achieve something where I can shed the extra 10, 20, 50, 100 pounds and do it healthy, not starve myself, not, you know, um, 
you know, need to, I mean, look, if some people need a stomach stapling, they need some kind of, you know, whatever they need to get them over the hump. I, I have no problem with that. As long as when you are going to the gym, you're going there and we're all working there. And then it gets really supportive. And then a lot of it, it is what it comes down to what you are making at home yeah. and, and, and how you're going to eat. Because again, don't, don't be like me for the first few years of me working out. Yeah. I'm starting to see results, but I also went over to, uh, you know, Wendy's after and got a junior bacon cheeseburger thinking that that's going to be a good post-workout meal. Well, see, there's pro too. there's protein in the burger, right? I did it too. And I'm like, well, clearly I'm going to lose weight because I'm still eating the same way, but I've been working out now. No, you're just not going to maybe gain as much more, but like, yeah. no, you gotta, you gotta make the, make all the changes. Well, you'll gain a lot weight, a lot of weight because the muscle will help. It's just, you're also now gaining fat too. So then you're going to gain a lot more weight mm -hmm. after that. So unless you're bulking up for whatever the case is. Uh, <clears throat> so Angela, how, how can, uh, this has been great. How can people reach you if they have any questions, if uh, they, they're looking to try and get back on some kind of regimen, whether it's in January, whether it's down the road, uh, is Instagram the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, I think so. Like Facebook is gets too crazy. It's like uh, mixed with my work and stuff. So it's just too much. I, I don't even look in there anymore. <laughs> so AR underscore fitness 78, you said? Yes. Is that what very, it is? Like okay. I said, very original. When you start working out, you definitely start an Instagram and you put the word fitness in there. That's just of course. apparently but, what you do. And then you get a lot of simps in the uh, comments going like, oh, you're beautiful. What's your number? You know, oh, yeah, yeah. text DM. <laughs> Yeah. Oh <laughs> so, God, yeah, crazy. But, well, well, and by the way, that that's the last thing is that I'm sure that since you lost all this weight, you're getting like you're starting to look at different guys going that are paying attention to you as opposed to where you were a few years ago. So if that's not a motivation for a lot of people by saying, yeah. wow, look at me, I'm now attracting better looking people. Mm -hmm. as opposed to what I used to. So it, you know, it really, it really helps. And, out but it, and it comes down to this though, too, like the better you feel about yourself, the better your, your confidence is and stuff. So it's not even always like 100%. Yes. Obviously the better, you know, we all like to look at things that look good. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you start carrying yourself differently and you start attracting different because you feel differently. And now your standards are higher. Like you're not picking people that are just horrible people because you're like, you know what? No, I'm the shit. And I deserve, you know, I deserve someone that's equal. Yeah. It's a nice confidence booster and it helps Definitely. out in a lot of different ways too. Uh, yes. you know, or, or, or you can, you know, eat, eat bad food and settle for whoever it is. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's up to, them, it's up let to them, the and let them cheat on you with a skinny girl. That's correct. Hey, See, that's want. how we bring it full circle here in this you podcast. Choose, choose what works for you. <sighs> Man, I, I, that's a crazy story. That's a crazy story. I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm also in a way, you know, you hate saying blessing in disguise, but oh you, know, you, would, Listen, you wouldn't be here if this. The funniest thing now is he is a big guy now. Oh, hilarious. yeah. So like it all just works itself out like in the end. And I'm so glad it happened because it's the funniest story. And if we had time to go into it, I told it on the podcast. <laughs> it is the funniest story, the way things panned out that day. I'm talking it was like a six hour ordeal there. And then I immediately went over to Stacy's and we did a podcast about it. Well, I didn't want to. I'm over there crying. And she's like, we got to do a podcast. You know, Stacy Pressman always yes. got to capitalize on things. So anyway, we did it. Greatest podcast ever. Greatest thing that ever happened to me because I'd probably still be fat and dealing with him. So it was a good thing. But anyway, I know we got to get going. You got to drink some juice. 
more juice, more juice in my juice cleanse. But uh, yes, uh, other podcasts and everything. But Angela, thank you again so much for doing this. And uh, we hope I hope that this podcast can get out and help motivate some people into going. Look, I've been going to the because I'm putting this out next week, which would be the 18th. So you're talking about almost that three weeks of people yeah. saying, you know, I'm going to stay with it. OK, well, we'll hope that that because that third week is a big week where you're like, do I continue this or do I just, you know, I already paid for the year. Maybe at some point I'm going to go. So hopefully we can get a lot of people being a little more health conscious and uh, get yeah, and them if you stop, motivated. Just start back up. Yeah. That's it. If you have a couple of days, just start back up. I don't care if it's freaking June. Just do it. Just go for it. Doesn't it yeah. doesn't have to be January first? So right. Yes. So th- thanks again, Angela, and uh, yeah, AR underscore Fitness seventy eight on Instagram if you want some motivation. And I appreciate you folks for listening and uh, sometimes watching the Check Your Brain podcast. And uh, go to patreon.com slash Tony Mazer if you're watching this for free. Go support me because I'm trying to lose weight and health food is expensive. You can do so, it. <laughs> I, need, I need to pay another $40 for a pre-workout and $80 for protein, but you know. Oh my God, yeah. Well, we're going to get you a third job. Well, me too for this protein stuff. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, take care, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening.